Hello, K-drama lovers. You are listening to Destined to Be in Autumn's Concerto. I'm Marcia. And I'm Risa. And welcome to our talk about the Korean drama, DP. Forced into a system where duty is mixed with systemic mental and physical abuse, where you have to follow orders in the name of patriotism. When the call to fight and defend is mandatory, but not the abuse. And when that stress and anguish builds up to the point where it feels better to just run and escape. An Jun-ho, he is quiet and calm, but inflexible. He is spotted by his supervisor and is transferred to the DP Deserter Pursuit Team. With Corporal Han Ho-yu, their mission is to catch deserters who have gone AWOL. With each new case, they observe their targets and discover their stories and why they ran in the first place. But how can they hunt down their comrades when they know the hell they are dragging them back to? When, when their duty ends and they are left with the scars, anger, and hate, the lines between their duty and life blur and victims become perpetrators and perpetrators become victims. I like that. That's kind of like what happens. The line is, is blurred. It's, it's blurred. It's kind it's of like... super blurred. Yeah. This was... Um, I'll start with my thoughts on the drama. I, okay. love, I love this drama. I love how it was filmed. I love how it was... It was like an expose on something I didn't know or can fathom or understand as to why it's happening, but to see it happening. And then as everything is going on and the story progresses, to see that because you turn the blind eye to certain things that you're noticing and you're seeing, that is honestly just being passed down as new recruits come in. Yeah. And then when it blows up, you want to try and blame the victim. Or bury it. Or bury it. I... I thought it was so great in how it exposed, you know, the world. And it was from a, his point of view as in, I've had to do this. This yeah. is what I experienced. This is what I saw. Yeah. And this is what I had to do as a worker, too. And then having the actual soldiers go and hunt, find the ones that deserted. And I just thought it was, it was so well done. It was, the filming was really good. Yeah. I love the music. I love the storytelling. I love the characters. Yeah. I love the costumes. Wow. I love the cinematography. You just loved it. I really love this drama. Wow. <laughs> wow. I will say I preferred part one to part two. I wish they had just did it as like one whole thing. I feel like it would have it would have it would have landed better as one whole. Yeah. But the fact that we had to wait, it kind of um the fact that we had to wait for a part two yeah. made part two seem la- lackluster and i feel like part two was just finishing off part one because it just felt like part one was setting up um the anguish and like you're seeing what's going on right and you keep yeah. seeing these cases and they're not just they're running because they have gone through some form of abuse i think every single case i think there's only one person that just like i just didn't want to be in the army most of the cases they were dealing with certain a level of abuse while they were in the army not even a level like 
a ridiculous level of abuse. <laughs> So like, still a level, but a ridiculous amount. A ridiculous um, amount. They were dealing with, <clears throat> yes, a lot of abuse, which yeah. is why they were, were they were why they left in the first place. Yeah. If they never had, if they were never dealing with that abuse, I feel like they could have managed um, the army better, and they wouldn't have left. I think there's maybe two people who left for certain cases, like besides the one that kind of left the army and went AWOL to kind of protect his own grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> I think every other case was um, uh, dealt with abuse. Yeah. And then the one guy who just <laughs> left the RV, left the RV because he didn't want to join, which I, I can support. They didn't yeah. want to be in it. Um, yeah. It was just at home. But I feel, I can't remember if there's a nothing, anything else tied to that story, but many of us dealing with all the abuse they had to deal with. And because he, the character that we were introduced to was so, he also even his own home life had to was dealing with some type was dealing with mental abuse, physical. His mother was being physically abused, yeah. you know. Um, so it it kind of it just spoke it spoke to me, and I just love how they t- told the story, a world that I didn't fully understand. I was able to get what they were trying to do. Yeah, I thought it was okay. First, let me just say it took me <laughs> so long to start watching this series. And then lucky for me, uh, um, season two had started. So I was able to watch the whole thing pretty much straight through. Okay. Um, but I thought it was dark. <laughs> gritty. Yeah. Upsetting. Yes. And I just put, I binged the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> and wh- what I loved is like, it was p- supposed to be upsetting. It was upsetting situation. It was it was upsetting that they had that they go, went through all this. Yeah, and I think it was supposed to be upsetting for the viewers for you to understand what in season two and what was going what, on. What upsets me even even more is the fact that this is somewhat some experiences that somebody saw or went through themselves. Yes, that is shocking to me. So it really makes me feel like. How much of this is still going on? Is this a constant thing? Like, how do people survive it? Has it gotten it? better? Has, has you... it gotten better? Um, has it gotten worse? Has it gotten worse? I hope not. I hope. Because these cases, I was just like, what kind of show is Recent Rule really making me watch right now? <laughs> it was good. It was really good. Really well done. Beautifully executed. Everything. Good, 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 good. But the subject matter mm-hmm. was, was Hard. You know what's so know what's very funny to me? Yeah. Is that so that's what you experienced with DP. Because I remember I told you to watch it so long ago and it took you forever that I want to talk about it on a season. And I just had to say, pick of the week. Yeah. <laughs> for season one. Yeah. And it's the same thing what happened to me with when I you told me to watch The Glory. It took me forever because of the subject matter. Yeah. Just that alone. It was just hard to know. And again, that's also based on real stories, right? Yeah. And this one is also based on someone's own experience. Yes. In this deserter police. Yeah. But they have people who hunt you down when you leave to bring you back to what you're trying to escape. But next level hell, because then you've got to pay for your crimes of deserting. Exactly. People are looking bad at you like you're a bad person without knowing your story and what is actually happening that made me want to not do this. Like, you should, I feel... Well, maybe it wouldn't work systematically, but you should get an opt-out card. For what? The army! <laughs> well, then, everyone should get an opt-out card. They all are going through it. That's the worst part about it. That's the this worst thing. This one person thing. is being picked up, picked on. 
That's find the target. That is horror. This is like the bullying that you never get to go home from. No. For two years straight. For two years. You can't escape it. You cannot escape it. And I find if some if one person is a target, that everybody targets the one person. Uh-huh, because they don't want to be the target. Yeah. Oh, it's horrible. It's so, so bad. It's horrible. And I don't know if bullying was like that. I don't really remember bullying and it's, a and lot it's, when it's I was young. It's systemic because literally the one guy even says in the drama that I went through this. We all went through this. We all experienced it. So now it's your turn. Like yeah. one person leaving goes, I hope you carry on, carry on the torch. What do you mean carry on the torch? Crazy. Why am I carrying on this, Crazy. this foolishness? Crazy. It's so Crazy. messed up. And it's because they experience it. They go, you should experience it too. And I don't think that's the way it should ever be for anything. Okay. I have a question for you, but that's going to come later. Let's hear what some other people had to think about <laughs> okay. this drama. Okay. I have a comment here by somebody by the name of Siri. And they said, what do I even say? Because I am left speechless by the brilliance behind season two. While seasons one entire premise is moral chastation of the individual and their place within a systemic cycle of abuse and revenge, season two does the brilliant thing of not browbeating its audience into submission and cutting all that sanctimonious nonsense. It brilliantly highlights the issue this is systemic and not individual. Oh, yeah. She's correct. That's just like what you said. <laughs> it's systemic. Yeah. And this is what the author is kind of, I guess, the, the person who, you know, the story that it's based on. Yeah. It's, he, they were trying to bring to light this, yeah. that issue. Um, okay, so I have a comment by Jilly Bean. Season two was even more intense than season one, but both were amazing. Well written taught um great cliffhangers perfect acting from the entire class i thoroughly enjoyed dp i hope it results in some improvement in the south korean's korea's military um the web author was apparently basing some of his story on his own experiences in the military a military should be made up of brothers in arms not enemies in arms kudos to the whole production team wow i like that comment as well uh i have a comment here by admin like And uh, he says, DP season two continues to explore the important issue of military service abuse and bullying in South Korea, but it falls short compared to its predecessor. To truly understand the story, one must watch season one, which is more compelling and emotionally impactful. Season two feels like a mere wrap up of the previous events rather than introducing new and captivating storylines. I, I can I can support that it it did feel like it was like it was a continuation of part one yeah but because part one was so packed heavy with you know so many things so many things I agree with you where as if this came out at the exact same time as a fully twelve episode drama yeah I think that you would find the connection a little bit better because even the opening case. That was the person they interviewed with the other friend who were there. They knew they they related through a fan or a um, a show or I think an anime or something that they both enjoyed or liked. Yeah, and they had nicknames for each other. And then it's just season two starts off with his story and what he was going through. Yeah, and even the fact that the deserter police when they did the interview with him, they even noticed something happening that was wrong in his in his unit. Yeah, and didn't say anything. Yeah. 
And it just was like, oh, now it's going to happen all over again? Because they just went through, in their own unit, they went through this case. And now they're seeing this come up again. They're like, we need to stop it. We need to do something. Something And it's always because somebody doesn't want a whole can of Pandora's box to be open, can of worms to be open. Mm -hmm. Because, like you said, systemic, you're going to get in trouble. And then you're going to say, well... Well, that happened to me, and they're gonna like. There's just it's yes, just been and going I, I think on the for issue, so long. The bigger issue too is that it's so self-managed. Yeah, like why is what we'll mil- deal with it in the army? Like you can't deal with it in the army if you systemically build it in. If yeah. the system is in, is in problems, that that system cannot fix it. But I don't understand how bullying should be a system in the army. Why do you need to I bully the no people idea. for them? Like you said, they're supposed to be bullying. The person, well, yeah, the person said, they're supposed to be fighting. Brothers in arms, not enemy in arms. You're supposed to be like, this is how you fight the enemy, not how you abuse each other. Also, the fact that you're only going to be here for two years. How are you doing this and then going back to your real life and then listen, just... Listen, listen. How about after you bully me like that, you think I'm going to help you on the if I ever go to war <laughs> and I see you on the road? Oh my gosh. Am I, I going to go back for you? Listen, there might be There might be some, um, what do they call it when you kill your own people? What is it called? I can't, there's a term I don't, for it. I don't know. I'm blanking on it. But yeah, I Just feel like... Just desserts, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. There's an official term for it <laughs> where it's like, you're killed by your own people. Okay. And I'm like, that, I feel like that's a case that can happen. If, if a war does break out and you put the gun in the arm of someone who has to work alongside someone who is bullying them, they... There might unquote, be a stray, mistake. Stray bullet. There might be a few stray bullets. Yes. Yeah. What happened? I don't know. He was hit by a stray. Yeah, exactly. No stray. Yeah. It was just a retaliation. Yeah, it was just like, yeah. It was crazy. Okay, so, yeah. okay. Let me not, we're getting heavy into it. Okay. Okay, I got another comment by uh, or Kartika. Um, it may not be perfect five stars, but close enough. I rate it 4.5. But the hell with the ratings. What an ex- outstanding ensemble cast. Every actor is unique and unforgettable how many korean movies slash series that are brave enough to deliver sense um sensitive cases like bullying and abuse especially in a very patriarchal and misogynistic military environment yeah. and i really salute the writer bravo uh my final comment comes from zilla star this drama is not your typical drama when it comes to topics this important in the society i'm always cautious about it but since I liked the first season, I guessed I would like the second season. And I wasn't wrong. <laughs> Don't miss this, gem. I love the, and I wasn't wrong. <laughs> um, okay, so my last comment is um, very long. <laughs> this is from a Renoir. Um, DP is a stunning, raw, gritty, courageous, truth-seeking drama. Most definitely award-worthy. Challenging to watch at every turn, but so engaging. You can't take your eyes off of it. The entire production team are a team in their craft. The acting is superb. As it is written, direction, cinematography, all of it. Jung Hae-un, who attracted me to this drama again, never disappoints. He so respects his craft by courageously taking on different roles, thereby stretching and refining his skills with every new project. Ko Guang Hwa's 
performance is really so fine, complementing um, Jung Har in so well. While bullying in the military is the core emphasis in this drama, there are equally disturbing parallels to other societal areas. Go no further than the K-drama mega industry. While I too giddily enjoy the escapism of a drama, I have a growing awareness of the horrific bullying act Jeez, um, this person went deep. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, different bullying and actors that pertain to others in the industry um, suffer under. Um, hinted at here and there, they said. Um, the K-drama industry needs their own DP. <laughs> wow. Wow, 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 wow. If they do a show, that's so meta. If they do a show about certain, you know, problems. Because she's right, there's... This is a reflection of different different societal or systems have levels of abuse um, and yeah. bullying. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. It's just because you're built up with the same people. They're the same people who are going to be, who are tra- or moving from all these different systems. Yeah. School systems, you know. School system, we, we watch many dramas. So many school bullying. The school systems. system, then the military system. It's just because there's certain people who have this nature. Yeah. To kind of prey on weak. Um, it's going to continue happen, happen and it will transfer into all the different systems in a society or wherever you are. It's wow. going to transfer transfer because the same people are, are, are in the different systems. So she said what she says is right, even though it's not as revealed, it's in every single system. Yeah. It's just we gotta try and find a way to stop it. It has to stop at the system. The system has to not put up with it. Well, who put up these systems? Pardon me? How are they going to stop these well, systems? Well, what changing? I will say is in in the in the acting world, if you get a case and someone tells someone finds that and you get wound out and someone says you bullied me or something. And there's evidence. There and has they to be it, a whistleblower. There has to be a whistleblower. You know what ends up happening? They get fired. Yeah. So at least in the in the uh, movie and entertainment TV industry, you will lose jobs. In TV, you will lose jobs. Yeah. In the army, you might just get fired. Or get moved to a different unit. Oh FBI. no, that wouldn't work either. You can't get fired in the in the army. You would why be can't moved. they fire you from the army? They move you to a different unit. That's what I would do. try to get fired from the army. <laughs> this army, I would try to get. Hey, fired. you know what? If you could easily get fired, I feel like everyone would try and do this. Listen, to get fired. I don't know about you. Maybe we'll bring this up later. But I might be one of those people they were looking for, eh? Because I'd be out going AWOL. You mean? Listen, I'd be trying to scale some kind of fence and do something. I, I'd be on a small boat to the Philippines. I don't know. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I, I ain't fitting oh, to deal gosh. with this. Oh, good. Too much. On wanted posters. I would be. Like, be. I would have be. Have you seen this person? I would you be. Know, and you're looking up countries that you there's no extradition to there's Canada. No, exactly. <laughs> I'd be saying, what color hair can I buy? Can I do a little, oh, you know, gosh. Now cosmetic it's born, surgery? Now it's born identity wow. terms or territory. Listen. Listen, this is some some kind of nonsense, especially because it's not being handled. Mm-hmm. It's being so disgustingly buried. mishandled and buried. It's just being buried. So it's like, I'm a mom. And if my son has to go serve in the army, I'm sending my son to be bullied? That's crazy. Listen, yeah. let me, can I stick a pin and let's share a little story time? Okay. So I uh, had a teacher and when she she's in English and at that time you it wasn't an option. Your sons had to go to war. OK. And her son was up for the draft. He was 17 years old. She said, you know what? I'm moving to Canada. And that is what she did because she said, I do not want to send my son to, to war. war. 
she changed her citizenship before he was eligible for the draft. And they called him for the draft, but she did not go back. <laughs> wow. She refused. And he has not been back to the... No. Interesting. She said he's not doing that. And by the time he went back, the rules had changed. Okay. Where it wasn't mandatory. But she said he is not doing that. I am not sending my son to fight in a war that has nothing to do with him. Like, this is the whole thing is, I I can understand you as a country wanting your, your um, you know, your citizens to be trained in a certain way. Because, again... Korea is split into South and North. Yes. In North Korea, these people are trained. They're, they're gunning for it. They're they gunning for it. They are trained. Okay? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, as a nation, I'd be like, yes, I need to get trained. But if you're putting them in situations where they're then being abused, no one wants to do that. Yeah. It's one thing to have them train, you know? And then after they're training, you send them back. But you're having them serve but do you think if it was mandatory, if it wasn't mandatory, I don't think many people would There do are it. some people who are employees of the military. They work in the military. That's where they work. Yeah. There is people who are employed in the military. That happens. Yeah. Um, and then what happens is when they're having them serve for the two years, you're just, you're training them, right, for a possible opportunity. So if your nation goes into war, everyone of the, anyone who has been in the army, they're all trained. So therefore, yeah. they can all pick up a gun, they know how to handle a gun, and they know how to defend themselves. Yeah. So I am not, I am not against that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I got military training from home. You got military my, training? From my mom, how to deal with bullies. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole life, separate story. Life I got life training That's from my totally mom. That's totally different. That's that, not military training. It kind of was, though. She helped you with common... She made, gave, made sure common sense was common to you. Uh, it wasn't. It was more than common sense. My mom had some Jamaican jiu-jitsu. Don't you? Don't you dare do something like this. If someone does something to do like this to you, you this must is do how this. you handle it. This is how you handle it. <laughs> she was a fixer. <laughs> she was a fixer. <laughs> she was Olivia Pope before Olivia Pope yeah, became Olivia Pope. Exactly. She was a fixer. She was a fixer. <laughs> she handled situations. She did. This is how I handle situations. This is how I'm going to teach you how to yeah. handle the situation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My grandma was definitely a fixer, she for sure. She was a fixer. <laughs> the stories you heard. She mm-hmm. calmed down when she had grandkids because I never got all these talk, all these thank talkings God. to. Thank God. And I still would have wanted the life lessons. Listen, thank God it was the 70s and you could get away with some of that stuff. <laughs> you can't get away with that stuff now. Yeah, yeah. Thank goodness she can't get away with those stuff no, now. No, She did some serious things. She did. She <laughs> gave us some serious advice <laughs> <laughs> there's an undertone to that yes advice. yes yes um. moving on moving on <laughs> do you have any more comments no no that was my last comment. um okay so when i was looking at my interesting facts for this drama yeah i stuck mostly to i stuck mostly to the writer of the web webtoon oh, okay so the webtoon the it's so the dp is based on a webtoon called DP um, Dog Days, um, written by Kim Botong. And actually, T- Botong is actually a stage name that he has. Um, and it's to deal with... So how why he wrote this is was it was an expose on human rights violations in the military through a character whose job it is to track down deserters. And as the character deals head-on with social problems, public success was hardly, ex- hardly expected. 
Um, but when it was actually published on this web webtoon site, um, it played a role in alerting Korean society, which had remained kind of largely indifferent to the human rights abuse in the military about it. Um, and what's very fascinating is that when he does interviews, he actually wears a mask for autonomy. <laughs> My mouth is open to the floor. Uh, what? Yes. Yeah, so I was just going to ask you, doesn't the military come after him? <laughs> writing this story no but but um no because it's all his own experience but i know the fact that he's he, wearing a mask for autonomy but apparently he does it because of he used to be actually he used to work so when he did i think there's like he used to work at a, like a huge conglomerate company or something did a very switch okay. so i guess it was mostly for pre- to avoid any type of uh prejudices that they might have against his what he used to be or who he was to what he's doing now, I think that's mainly what it is. Because apparently they released it in Japan. They re- um, this is his second main work. Yeah. And his first work they released in Japan. So when he does promotions in Japan, he doesn't wear a mask. It's uh. only when he does any type of media or something in Korea. But okay. most of the time you don't see his face yeah. at all. He's wearing a huge mask. Like he'll do interviews, huge mask on his head. I, I, I think there's a second story behind that mask. Maybe, right? Maybe he's just like, I didn't want the military to come after me. It could be that as Absolutely. well. <laughs> but apparently, okay, so Botong is his um, pen name. And in Korean, it actually means not special or ordinary. <gasps> Why would you name your child that? He explains that he chose the name because... No, it's not his actual name. It's his oh, pen okay. name, I said. I was just like, what mom did that? <laughs> so, <laughs> so he chose the name because he wanted to distinguish... Um, between his life before and after quitting his office job. Oh, okay. um, He wears a mask when he has to stand before the public because he cannot change his face, but he doesn't wear one, like I mentioned, in, in Japan. Okay. Because um, no one knows him personally. So it's kind of like he's just trying to separate his life from what it was before and what he is in now. So they wouldn't see interviews of him from Japan or they just blur it out? I don't know how that works. I think in Japan, because no one knows him, he'll be able to walk around and just But they don't there. take pictures of his face? They definitely take pictures, so I don't understand. But I guess many people, many people... You know, there's a... There's a yeah. There's a... <laughs> yeah, I understand. ...history between Japan yeah, and yeah, Korea, yeah. so I don't think a lot of... The main they're not Koreans tuning are, in. They're not tuning that. in to that. Okay. So maybe that's why he feels um, um, <laughs> safe in doing that. Um but yeah, so he um, served in the military police. Um, so that's why the story is kind of based on him. His first work was based on, I think it was inspired by his father who passed away from, I think, from cancer. Oh, okay. Um, so this one's now based on like his own story. Um, so usually, so as a military police officer, um, he would have to arrest deserters who would leave on furlough but don't return. Um, so... Uh, he wanted to talk about people who feel they have no choice but to desert. Not about it wasn't kind of about catching the deserters. Yeah. But in doing so, he kind of wanted to talk about human rights abuse in the military and some elements that might make viewers feel uneasy. Um, and then he goes on to say that in DP, um, it wasn't possible to depict problems in the military system in a way that would help cope with reality. Um, many people accept that certain problems are unavoidable in the military, but such silent acquiescence leads to despair and desertion. Oh, what was that word? Acquiescence? Acquiescence. Wow, that's a nice word. <laughs> I know, it's beautiful. <laughs> and in his next work, he's actually going to um, deal with school system um, as he believes I'm, af- I'm afraid if this is what he's talking about is like 
the military, I'm afraid to see what his school. I'm going to watch it, but I'm afraid. <laughs> but no, but he. This is his web. He's going to start. He's going to no. Do they're the just. They're going to have to. They're do definitely going to have. They have to. They they're have going to have to make it into a, but, a drama. Um, he basically says that he wants to deal with the school system as he believes it is driving young students to despair, some even killing themselves. Yeah. Um, he wants to depict certain monsters that are growing up in our schools. The monsters can be students, teachers, parents, or the environment itself, he says. So I'm excited to see his take on on that. Yeah. Because we've seen it in many dramas. Beautiful and world. Very Classic. concerned. Beautiful world was one of my favorite dramas that deal with systemic bullying and stuff yes. like that. Yeah. So um I I I want to see how um how how he does it. He does how it. He... Absolutely wants to see I'm that. totally interested after he after how he broke this down. Yeah. He broke it down so it will forever be broke. <laughs> he broke it down in a way that made me go, I cannot believe this is happening. He broke he it down in something. a way that I, even though I wanted to see what was happening next, I almost had to pause it sometimes and take a break because it was a lot. Was and a I lot. just kept saying to myself, are you for real? I can't believe this, that this would happen and that this would continue to happen and that people would continue to put it under the rug. Yeah, I can't And then tell it. me that, that I have to take my son's. To the military. It, no, it reminds me. Of, it reminds me of the in the U.S. where every time someone comes out and there's a school shooting, yes, and people are getting sh- shot. Like now, eight year old kids are getting shot. Yeah, and they're just going, you know what? It's the shooter. It's not the gun. It's the shooter. I'm like, no, it's the accessibility to the weapon that you're allowing people who are unstable to have access to it. Yeah, and some of them have. It wasn't that they got it illegally. They got it from home. They got it. No, not even that they got it from home. I'm saying Walmart. that they had a license. They were able to get a license. Yeah. So therefore, someone thought that he was medically stable enough to give him a weapon? I don't think they checked for mental stability. I, I thought they did. I don't know what it is, but the fact that how easily accessible guns are in the U.S. to the relation of your school shootings, it's very high. Because you know what? Other countries that you know don't have guns easily accessible, they don't have that problem. we don't have school shootings. You know, in England, they still have billy bats. What is that? Oh, baton. The baton with Batons. the... Batons. Billy still... bats. I've never heard of that Oh, so it's an old school term. Very old. Um, they used to call them billy bats, and they were just like these little wooden clubs. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted to catch a criminal, you just smack them with it. You know? <laughs> Whereas, you know, I don't... Even still in England, they rarely have guns. I, I think there was, a, there was a country... I think I was watching a documentary, and I think it was... Was it Iceland or Sweden that their cops walk around with no guns? What... To do what? To arrest the person who took somebody's bicycle? You know? <laughs> <laughs> but the whole thing is they have low crime, which is why they cops exactly. can do that. Exactly. Even, oh, in, even some... in South Korea, this is interesting, though. Even okay. in South Korea, where the military is like that way, yeah. the cops on the regular street, their first round is a blank when they go on the street. Some yeah. of the, half the cops don't even walk around with a gun on them. There's probably no need. They use either tasers, I think, or batons if need be. Yeah. But for most for the most part, it would seem that they don't have as much. Well, they certainly don't have as much crime as we do in North America. It would seem that way, at least crimes that involve guns. Crimes that involve guns. Yes, they don't have that. They much, do not. They like I, there's a relation crime. to the easy accessibility of guns and the violence that results from it. Yeah, there is a there is a there's, a, there's, a, there's a, correlation. a correlation. There absolutely is uh, a quick study. Um, 
I used to go to school in Windsor for a bit. And Windsor is right across the border from Detroit, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Oh, Detroit. Detroit, American city. Guns are free and available. Now, they did a comparison to Detroit and Windsor. Oh, they did. Which are like 10 minutes apart, apart, apart. from each other. Yeah. And the fact that they are, have access to guns and Windsor does not have legal access to guns. Yeah. And the difference in the crime rate was astronomical. The fact that 10 minutes away, people can unlock, leave their doors unlocked. Yeah. 10 minutes across the border, people have burglar bars yeah. and things like that. 10 minutes away. <laughs> 10 minutes away. Yeah. Across the border because of different systems in place, different rules, different yeah. laws. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely crazy. Windsor, well, it's a bit of a hole. That's an aside. But it is like a spring garden in comparison to 10 minutes across the street from Detroit. I saw stuff coming up from the the grates that I only saw on cartoons. What do you mean? Smoke. And it was dirty smells <laughs> coming up. I thought it was just a cartoon thing. I don't know if you <laughs> I can don't even know. About. I can't even imagine you ever what see, you're saying. There's a grate on the street. Yes. And then there's smoke coming out of it. Dark smoke coming Dark out of it. Smoke and where did you see this? It. In Detroit? In Detroit. It's a real thing. <laughs> and it's smelly smoke. I don't know what it is. But I thought you would just see that on TV like it's foggy day. Yeah. It wasn't a foggy day. Like a, like a late night of, at Gotham. And yeah, then Gotham City. The Batmobile is going and all of a sudden They could smoke. have based Gotham City off of Detroit, Michigan. I think they made it off of New York at night. It was based off of New York I've at night. I've been to New York at night and it didn't seem as sketchy as Detroit. <laughs> okay. Listen, Maybe I should use Detroit. I went to Detroit. This is a off-the-cuff story. And it was not closing time. But there was a, it was raining and it got dark. The store shut down. They started close. I'm like, is the day, is it work? No, it's it's raining now. It's getting dark early. So we're just shut, shutting up the doors. So Why are you shutting up the doors? So that people don't come and rob us. What? Yeah. Well, you just close up early because you're like, you know, th- when it's raining. Um, it's getting dark too again, early. It's getting dark too early. People are going to come and rob you. People are going to lose so us and everything rob us. Up probably Let me close up my, my store windows. Six. And they have these. Metal grates. The grates that go all they the way down. down. So oh, the robbery, the anti theft um, grates. So people don't grates. break their windows. Oh my god! And they have to replace their windows. Man, being a store owner is hard in certain areas, what? eh? I would not do that. Oh, absolutely. And I was just like, why am I here? I was just like, uh uh-uh. uh. I'm going across <laughs> like 10 minutes. I'm getting back on that bus. This place is sketchy and scary. <laughs> wow. 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Anyways, that's off the cuff. But when they did the study about the gun violence. You understood it. You're like, yeah, I, understood I was there. It. I was like, I was there. I know what that's about. Did you find out any information, any interesting facts about anyone? Yes, I did. I found out some interesting facts about the male lead, uh, Jung Hae-in, who plays Jun Ho. And his first acting experience was through a musical. You know, I love musicals in college. And I can't imagine him doing a musical. He plays a lot of stoic characters. Yeah. And he decided to become an actor uh, when he was in the military, uh, probably because he was just like, yo, yo, this is not the life for me. Um, and he ended up losing 12 kilograms in order to look more presentable for the, the acting world. Let me just tell you, 
he looks very presentable. I've seen him in multiple roles. Yeah. And they must know how presentable he looks. They keep, <laughs> they, they keep telling, him, telling him to go, you got to do the scene with no shirt on. Yeah. I, I think I, every single show, it's worth, when I say every single show I've seen yeah. him in, every single show I've seen him in. Yeah. Put in some type of shower scene, a changing clothes scene. Yeah. Just so you can see his physique. Listen, 18, 10 out of 10. 18, 18 kilograms is like over 20, what, 18 kilograms. That's almost 40 pounds, more than 40 pounds. I think it's about that. It's about, yeah, 2.2. About 40 the pounds. conversion is like, it's 2. like 2? one kilogram is 2.2 pounds. Yeah. Wow. Right? But, so that I thought that was dedication. Dedication. And um, when he was 18 years old, he got scouted, kind of like um, Crash Landing on You. He got scouted eating an ice cream cone across the street. And somebody came to him and said, yeah, you have the possibilities to become a star. <laughs> you know what? Can I just say? Based on his looks. What? <laughs> okay. This is an aside, but as we're talking about scouting, because we haven't yeah. mentioned scouting on a few things. Yeah. How, like, could you imagine, like, being the scouter and that's your job and you literally are walking up to people on the street just because they look good and just go... This person's attractive. They I, I, I would I love that job. I think you could job. be an actor. No talent, no, no training. You don't know you just, what they can do except you have no eat idea ice what cream. they can do except for how they look. Yeah. You don't know if they have even rhythm, if they have to do <laughs> dancing. You don't know if they can walk properly. You don't even know how their voice sounds. You walked right? up and saw their face and said, here, you should be an actor. That's madness to me. <laughs> I would not be able to work at a company who tells me, I need you to go on the street and just look for attractive people and hand out this card. Really? I, I would think- love that job. <laughs> that job would be great. I was like, yeah, I could do that. Just look I at people and no, say, you look like a star. I can support that, though. I, I think I could do it. Because what if they are actually not... Well, then they won't go very far. They might do a commercial <laughs> or two. Then you get a bad rap. As well, the person who scouted, quote-unquote, scouted if they, them. If the, you have to bring them into the agency, obviously. They'll probably test your aptitude for certain things, give you a I couple of so. classes. And before you debut, in South Korea anyways... They give you training. You go to school. There is a lot of training. Like they, they are very amazing at building. Yeah. But what there's they one want. thing I can't train you on, and that's your face. <laughs> your face has to look good to start oh, with. God, that is. That is. You're right. They're like we do, we can we'll do all the work. We'll build them into what we need them to be. But yeah. we can't. We have to start with a good a good base, a right? good canvas. Absolutely. Oh God. Um, he 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 made his official acting debut at the age of twenty six. Okay. Which is a little bit old. Um, through the twenty fourteen. He didn't want to be an actor. They saw him on the street in Timurcy. Well, this is true. He was eating ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> he was eating ice cream. <laughs> just minding his own business. <laughs> like, and they came should, over and you said, should "You be should an be an actor." But I don't know if you saw this drama called Bride of the Century. No, I saw it. You did. Didn't know it was him though. <laughs> But apparently, How big was his role? Uh, I don't even know because I don't remember who he was in the drama. Oh, wow. Okay. He could have been the lead. I don't know. I can't remember. But I did watch it. I did watch it. <laughs> what was uh, the second drama? Uh, he gained recognition through supporting roles in While You Were Sleeping. Yes. I don't remember him in that. And what? something in was, the... Something, you don't remember him in While You Were Sleeping? I don't know who he played. Wow. Okay. Who did he play? Did I, am I supposed to remember him? I can't remember his role. Okay. I want to say he was a security guard or a cop. But I think I was wrong. There were so many people. I think in it was that. a cop. There were so many people in that, and he didn't take his shirt off, so I'm not going to remember. No, I think he definitely did. Oh. To mercy, when I say every show, he takes his shirt off. 
they find a way. He has a great physique. Like I don't know how many weeks or days. <laughs> I should say weeks. Yeah. How many days a week he, he spends out. in the he works at the gym. He probably does every 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 day maybe. But there's sometimes people who have that 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 natural genetic ability to just be fit and not and just do everyday work. So like if it's built into their job, like rock climbers probably have great physique because yeah, of it. You know, because that's what they do. But him, I have no idea what he did before. Listen. <laughs> I don't know. His he definitely. I don't. Remember, I can't even remember the drama, but I I guarantee, uh-huh. if I weren't online and looked up his name and said shirtless scene, it would be for every drama I've ever seen of it. Right? Okay. 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 I got one of the best, most interesting facts, but I don't know if it's the best or most interesting. Oh, he was also in something in the rain, which yes, I, I didn't know. finish. <laughs> you didn't finish that one? No, I didn't see the. Oh yeah, that's that what, that's when he was like, that's a huge. That's a big breakout. Did he have a shirt off? Do you remember? He definitely took his shirt off in that okay, one. Okay, okay. I, he had to have because he was in his house multiple times. Okay. And it starred, um, you know, it started the the lead of Crash Landing on you. She was the lead in that one. Something in the rain. Yeah. And he I was definitely a younger. Didn't she see was his it. new nun. He like. <laughs> I definitely. He didn't was his see older it. sister. Oh, his it was the one who was friend. so slow. And I couldn't continue watching. It, it. The pacing was slow. He yeah. he does pick dr- dramas where pacing is slow. And then the other one he was in, he was a single father. Yeah. He plays interesting character roles. Yeah. But his character is usually always stoic. So when you told me that his debut was theater, I a, a musical, you My said. My musical. That is very interesting. Right? Okay. Let's see. I have one more very interesting fact about him. Well, okay. I got a lot. But this one. He comes from a wealthy and famous family. Really? With a great grandfather, uh, Jung Yak Jung, who is an influential figure in the Joseon area, era. era his parents run a hospital in South Korea, and his father is a professor of ophthalmology. I don't even know what that is. Ophthalmology? Yeah. No, ophthalmology? Ophthalmology. Oth- I don't know what that is. And, oh. um, yeah. Yeah. So he, he comes from a wealthy family. He comes from a wealthy family. Okay. And he got discovered eating ice cream. Wow. This guy fascinates me. This guy. You had me at ice cream. I wonder how... Now I'm... Okay, so initially... Because of all the roles he's picking, yeah, I'm picturing him eating ice cream, wearing you know t-shirt and jeans. Yeah. Now that you just told me he was having right? a rich background, <laughs> if he was dressed in GQ, yeah, eating ice cream, I would have went over to him too and gave him a card. Exactly. Because you also look good in a suit. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. Wow. I didn't. But you know, what? is he like new money or old money? Where it's like old money if his if they're if yeah, they're referenced right. in Joseon area, <laughs> Joseon era. That's, true. that's like old money. That's true. Oh, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, they they run a hospital. That's old money. Okay, so I have a question for you then. Yeah, this is a side because we always talk about old money and new money. Yeah, do you think conglomerate money is new money or old considered old money? Old money. You think it is? Because they don't have the energy of old money, though. Their energy is very new money flashy. <sighs> they don't operate. So that's why I'm trying to figure... Because I, I I've never seen him in his regular life, but when I watch him and I see what he wears to like press conferences and not, yeah. he has the air of old money. Because I wouldn't say... Who, this he, guy? Yes. Okay. Now you mentioned that. Yeah. Because like, when I watch him, I'm like, I'm not watch. I don't see like brand... He's not wearing like the brand brand. Quiet luxury. Yes, he's wearing quiet luxury. <laughs> That's like you. <laughs> <laughs> like he just like he goes. I'm just wearing this because it's a good quality and like, yeah. Like he's probably wearing a brand I don't even know. Yeah. But he comes across as old money. Yeah. But I know that if he came from a conglomerate, 
I feel like some if conglomerates com- could be old money though. It's true. You know what? I'm basing this all on what I watch in dramas. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you're right. So conglomerates could act like old money. Yeah. But like, I feel uh, like what I'm just dis- who is it? I like the like- Rockefellers who own most of New York City. That's old money. Yes, I get that. But what I'm trying to say is the conglomerate energy that I see in dramas yeah. seems very new money to me. Which um, is why I'm asking you if you think conglomerate, or maybe it depends. I think it would kind of depend because a lot of conglomerates come from old money and they're offsprings of somebody who had old money to start the conglomerate. And you're saying that maybe the new the new the new generation of the old money could Can be act flashy. Like flashy new money. Yeah, cuz the old money is like, "Oh, my grandpa owns this company. The new money is the one who just spending it and not doing the work." <laughs> and feel entitled to <laughs> and it. And feel entitled oh. to it. But they didn't build that. They, they didn't build that okay. company. Right? It's like reborn rich, right? Reborn like, rich. Or, are, or my, or you my, did nothing, and you feel entitled to his. You money. You feel entitled to his money, but they built the company, yeah. or their fathers built the. You know, there's okay. some old money. I feel like to get to a conglomerate status, there had to be a large amount of in financial input at the beginning from some conglomerate or somebody who had some wealthy investment. Okay, but that makes sense. If it's generation, you can get it that. It's the much older easier generation acts like for old you to money. say, hey, I want to start this corporation. Can you lend me $10 million? As opposed to, hey, yeah, we're not can you all, buy we're me not a tic Steve Jobs and yeah, Apple? Yeah, we're not. We're not. <laughs> he broke at the right time. with, And also, he was a genius, so that helped a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he invented things, you know? So, yeah. all righty. Different energy, different <laughs> energy. But uh, that was a fact I didn't know about him. So, I thought that was cool. That's interesting. Okay. So oh, I- oh, one more. One more okay. fact about him is that he underwent boxing training for his role. Oh, I thought he was just a nat- I thought he just did boxing regularly. So did I. So did I, but no. Well, yeah, he his boxing he was He boxed really for good. 3 months prior to filming. I like that commitment. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> so, I actually looked up um his partner, um um Han Ho-ju, um and the actor is Ko Gwang-han. Um, he played the corporal. Um, he is an actor um, and film director. Oh, that makes sense. It makes a lot. He's so ridiculous. His portrayal. Yeah. I loved him. <laughs> he was great. Okay, spoiler alert. My favorite character. Yeah. Actually, I'm not gonna lie. I will say it's a tie. I like the two of them together. Yeah. I like their how they their, their energy. Yeah. Their connection as a couple. I like them together. Um, but he debuted as an actor in a theater production in 2006, um, and he has directed many short films. I believe it's, I think, around almost 11, Ooh, maybe, short films. That's a lot. Um, and he has also worked as a film editor on a few of them. Um, he is mostly known to do film and is best known for his work on Jane, um, for which he played a transgender woman named Jane. He won several roles several awards for his role in this um movie um he won he won best new actor in a film at the Bexen arts award the blue dragon film awards the bull film awards and then he also won best new actor in television for dp at the Bexen award and the blue dragon film awards as well ah so and, and it's funny because you know how we keep talking about characters that we've never seen before but they've been acting for years yes this is one yeah where i've never seen him in any any drama, any drama, but he's been acting for years. Yeah, and you can tell did, he mainly did film. Yeah, seasoned. Yeah, so cool. <laughs> Didn't know that. <clears throat> um. Okay, so this is something I want to ask you. 
what worked well, what didn't work well. But I want to start this off by saying, did you realize that this drama was set in 20, 2014? I thought it was set earlier because they're weird clothes. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I, I'm like, did we dress like that in okay, 2014? Okay, so can I tell you? So because I did, I watched part one so long ago, I didn't rewatch it. Mm-hmm. So I forgot I, what the electrical level devices were also the filming and the filter they put on the fill on the the whole show seemed like it was older the style of clothing was older that they used and they were showing yeah (laughs) that they had to wear when they went on the went on the street to go look for these um defectors it seemed very old so i (laughs) if i saw technology in the first part i missed it but in the second part where he's like literally has a he's live streaming on a on an iPad, I literally took a pause and said, Hold on a second. What's happening? When did the iPad get invented? I stopped the show and I looked it up because <laughs> it drew me out of it going, What is happening? Because I, like you, thought it was earlier. Yeah. I was very shocked that I it was I thought it was maybe the nineties or something. I was very shocked that it was yes, I thought it was like um like ninety seven, ninety eight or something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> 30 years ago. Yeah. So I thought it was a while ago. I didn't realize it was just like 20 years ago, under 20 years ago that they were portraying until I saw the iPad (laughs) part two and I stopped and I said, what's going on? And I looked online and I discovered, oh my gosh, it's been 20, it's supposed to be 2014. So, and I don't know if it was- That would have been less than 10 years. Nine years? Yes. So I didn't know- if it was Why intentional. Why would they dress like that then? So that's what I was I was going to ask you about because it's about I think it's about the this the um what worked well what didn't work well. Whereas in I wasn't sure if it was intentional in that they wanted to kind of show how kind of archaic and old and how they ran on an older system in the military that they made it look when the, he was in the military it just looked so old fashioned and old and retro. And because of how that system was built, it's built on this old system. If it was intentionally done that they added that to their oh, outfits. Oh, was a choice? Like a choice. Because even when they went, every time they went out, and I'm like, why are you wearing these clothes? Like, even when they went to the dock and they were pretending to be, to join someone's yeah, uh, gang, gang, it mm-hmm. was old clothes that they were wearing again. Yeah. Even the vibe of who they're chasing down. He, the person worked in jazz. He, um, The person who they were hunting, who was, I think, um, I believe a trans woman as well. Yeah. Worked in um, lounges. Yeah. Lounges is such an old. Um, I guess it's getting more popular now, but to be a lounge singer is something that did in the past. Like, yeah. So I don't know if it was like this intentional thing where they're showing this world to be kind of old in the and through the outfits and the costume, they're using that as another way of expressing how old and um, the mind and the system of the military seems and is. I don't know if you just are brilliant or just trying to say that they had bad costuming. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not they had bike, bad costume because I liked it. I actually when I when I was watching the first season, I thought it was like whatever year I thought it was, like 1999 or 1998. I did. I, I didn't. It. I didn't go that deep. If it if it was a choice, what an interesting choice. Yeah. If it was that they just had a bad. Um, and I don't think that that could be it because it was a constant thing. Unless they were dressing like that in 2014 in Korea. I hope not. 
I hope not too. <laughs> I have to go back to now. I gotta think. Like, what would we wear again? Tw- I have to go back and go. What was what I wearing happened, in twenty fourteen? What happened in Bali? What were they wearing? Were they wearing weird clothes? Like I have to think back to the time. And maybe that's just how they well, dress. Even when we go back, like look and see what what were we wearing in twenty fourteen? Does it look like what we saw no, them wearing? I looked wonderful. <laughs> Did you? Yes. <laughs> I was not dressed like that. Okay. Twenty fourteen. That was not too long ago. Ten nine years ago. So I feel like it was intentional. Yeah, it had to be intentional, or really, or unless they're basing the it, unless they're basing it on the the comic and the comic. That's the aesthetic the comic had. The comic had. Because in 2014, oh, I wasn't dressing like that nine years ago. I don't know. Maybe it was intentional, but I feel like it was intentional because even the cars they drove were old. This is true. Maybe, maybe, right? maybe, ca- the- maybe there's a deeper meaning. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I enjoyed the choice. It just, it was so weird to see the juxtaposition to see the of iPad. the iPad. And I'm like, wait a second. You definitely were wearing one of those like rerun where I'm like, that jacket they definitely had, like, was a, from like a K-Way jacket, like a, like a something you'd wear back even in the 80s, yes. even in the 90s. <laughs> Yes. Right? I was looking for the boom box and the... Um, oh, my gosh, yes. The colorful jacket he would wear. The so, how but he may- wore the pants. But maybe that's what... Maybe that's the... Because it was... I don't think it was their clothes. It was what they were given to wear. Yeah, like so maybe it was... undercover a, and clothes. And I was... Yeah, and that was the whole thing. He goes, <laughs> I know the clothes aren't great, but, you know, just pick what you can. But yeah. it just felt... The vibe just felt so old and yeah. retro. And I was... It was very retro. It's, it's very, very retro. retro for you as two people in the army to go chasing down these people. <laughs> to do what? Just get new people. They don't want to be in oh the army. Gosh, but they're deserters. It's a different thing. Yeah, the army has a different set of rules different that I rules. don't understand. Like, even... even have you ever, You've ever watched Pri- Saving Private Ryan? No. So the whole concept of Saving Private, Private Ryan is that all the brothers are serving in the army. Yeah. And what happens is this mother... Basically, basically two of his brothers have died. And there's a rule where it's like, we don't make people, we don't let we don't people lose. people behind. Not that we don't let people leave it behind, but there's a rule where as in, if you have siblings in the army and they all pass, you are now, you are relieved of service, basically. Yeah. And you go home and you don't have to serve in the army anymore. Yeah. Because you're the last living si- sibling. You're the last heir to the you're, family. You're basically the last heir. So therefore they're like, they don't ever stop a family's line from from carrying on. It's what the rule is in this. I don't know if it's an actual rule, but they yeah. do that. That's the whole concept of Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Where they're going, they're, they're on a mission to find Private Ryan who's on the front lines. Yeah. Because his brother, all his siblings have passed away and they, he has to go home. He's basically relieved of duty and they're fighting their way to get to him so they can rescue him and bring him home. Because uh, he's not aware of what's happening. Yeah. So they basically save him to bring him back home to his mom. Okay. And you're right when you mentioned like archaic rules. <laughs> like that's a rule that they have in the military. And I don't even know if that's a rule everywhere or just US military, but archaic rules, the right to archaic bear arms. Archaic rules. It made sense when they made the rule in the 1800s cuz <laughs> there wasn't another person for another 500 miles from you. If somebody's standing on your property, you need to protect yourself. Who is this person? Nobody lives around here. But now <laughs> They need to change that law, <laughs> right? Yeah, there are, there are. Um, there's a game that's called Boulder Dash that I got introduced to, and one of the sections on the Boulder Dash is like weird laws where you you do you write up these things, and the whole concept is everyone writes up these weird. They know the true, or they try to feel find the real um 
answer to this question. Yeah. And one of the, it's like stupid rules where it's like, when you're 13, when, when, if you live in, you can't have bring a cat into a bank in Alabama or something like that, or you'll get sued or something. Yeah. Like it's weird laws like that that are still in place. <laughs> in place, and they haven't corrected it or said, this is kind of stupid. Uh, this doesn't make sense anymore. It made yeah. sense back in the time. It doesn't make sense <laughs> Does now. Does it ever make sense? You can't bring a cat? Why? I have no idea what. what you can't bring a cat. I can't remember the actual cat rule. A lot, a, bank do, a, a lot of them have to do with pets. Or in like, a, in Alabama. Or you can't go to the bank on a Tuesday or on a Friday or something like that where you can't enter somewhere on a w- Friday to take out a deposit. There's certain, there's weird rules. This whole game had those yeah. real weird laws. Yeah. I remember playing that once. <laughs> yes. And it was, it's fascinating when you find out what actually still exists as a law. In some places. In some places of the world. And they probably don't even realize there because it doesn't come up. Yeah, you don't realize it's still a law until till someone calls you. So until somebody brings their cat into the yes. bank and you're, and like, you're like, "Sir, no, we're going to have to arrest you. We're going to have to arrest you. You brought a cat into a bank on a Tuesday." <laughs> <laughs> and then there's somebody who's like older, who's who was around for that law when that was instituted. And they're like, "You should never shoot it in there." I how you went straight southern. Yeah, <laughs> never shoot it in Never shoot it done that. Can't bring a cat to a, a bank on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday? What were you thinking? <laughs> yeah. I, well, I would have told y'all that yeah. you should not be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm pretty good at southern accent. Not, not bad. Not bad. Not bad. That was decent. That was decent. Yeah. 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 I thank Matthew McConaughey. Right. <laughs> thank you, Matthew McConaughey. Hey, hey. Real help me out, man. I don't know what state that's up, but I'm pretty good. I'm all right. I want to say, I think it's an Alabama accent, but I can't put my, I can't, I can't support that. I don't know. I think Southerns, <laughs> all of them they the all same? sound the same to me. <laughs> There's probably differences, but they sound similar to me. Oh, goodness. Okay, the one thing I also thought that worked well was the soundtrack. We're gonna the get to soundtrack this, but... was amazing. So, do you know good. what? Everything about like how you started to talk about like what you liked, I couldn't find many faults in this drama. Like it was excellent. It was so well done. Mm-hmm. You know, um, everything was just really great in their in their way of storytelling and the choices that they made which is why i think you're probably right about the choice to wear the weird clothes they had to have been it has to be a choice um but because everything was so carefully carefully done and thoughtfully done even though it was hard to watch it was thoughtfully and carefully done so it must have been a choice um sorry i forgot what i was on about what we were talking about (laughs) What we liked about the drama. What we liked. What it was just well, good. What didn't work Full well. stop. What didn't work well is, I can't say it didn't work well, but I didn't enjoy it as much was the second part when they were going to court and stuff and they were um, trying to build the case. I didn't enjoy that part as much as the first part. Mm-hmm. I. Like I could have, I could have a couple of, couple of episodes. I began to lose interest a little bit because i didn't find the story as compelling well this i is, wasn't as interested in the character it, it is hard it is hard because i found that part one was you're leading up to the climax so everything is building and now that you got to the climax it's just like how do we resolve this we noticed that this is a problem this mm-hmm. is the pinnacle that it can get to how do we 
how do we solve this? It has to come back down yeah. as a story. Yeah. And I feel like, like you said, because they split it up and I felt everyone who watches it feels season two is weaker because everything's going to resolve. It's like the last the last in the book in the trilogy or yeah. the last movie in a trilogy. Yeah. It's weaker in comparison to the second one because that's where all the drama all, is. All the drama is. Yeah. So I totally agree with you. I felt like I didn't read the, the webtoon, but I feel the webtoon, because of what he was trying to shed light on, I feel that the webtoon might might have been leading to this type of situation where we find a way to solve it. Like, we find a way to work this out. Like, this is a problem that needs to be solved. Yeah. And But I feel like it was too much of, like, it was pounding that too much. And I felt like it's hard to do that in this type of drama where you're you're sending a message. Like, we get the message. We know how messed up this is. But at the end, it was, it was really, like, hammering the, this needs to be solved. We need to resolve this in this drama. This needs to be resolved as we're watching I this. think it would have been a great ending if it didn't get resolved because that would have been realistic. But, yes, and I feel, I don't know. <laughs> it would yeah, have been right. pleasing to us, but it would have been realistic. But It would have been realistic that this is not realistic. getting solved. Like, it couldn't, to get this resolved. Yeah. I feel like I would have enjoyed it kind of better if I didn't actually see the resolution on screen, but I can, it ended in a way that I knew something was going to happen. Do you know offhand if this was ever a film or just a comic? It was just a webtoon. This would be an excellent film. You think they could tell the story fast in a smaller... Yeah, I think they could make this into a film. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think that this would be a really cool film as well. You know what? I cause I cause I enjoyed almost all the cases. Yeah. I wouldn't want them to have to exclude a case so they can cut uh, it down to the hours that's needed. Uh okay. It's six hours. Like listen, someone I watched a I watched a director's cut of a of a Justice League movie that was four hours. I fell asleep twice and I thought the movie and I was like, wait a second, this movie's still going on? <gasps> I, <laughs> I never want to watch a movie that's four hours and this this I wouldn't want them to have to take something out yeah. for it to I would only thing I would want them to take out would probably be the ending where I don't need to see the resolve. I just need to see that actions are being ta- made. Yeah. And I feel like as an audience, I would have been fine with it. Yeah. You know? Or even like a Bourne series, maybe something like that. Like a three-part movie? Yeah. Like a series, like a Bourne? Okay, so because you know what I would say? Yeah. I would have... I think it would have been better to make it longer. And I never usually say this. Yeah. But it would have been made better for this drama to make it a little longer... So that you had time to do this wrap up that you want to do. Well, yes and no for me, because the wrap up was the most annoying part to me. So I didn't want it to linger. I okay, so this is my whole thing. Is, what what about the wrap up was annoying? I just I wasn't enjoying it as much as just seeing the horrible things that were happening. <laughs> that sounds like, bad. What is because what you just said. <laughs> I don't just want to make sure you understand what you just sounded like you just said. I know what it sounds like. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I didn't enjoy you fixing this problem. I just want to see more of this I just problem. found the fixers were not as enjoyable as the... the it, I don't know if it was the way that the story was told yeah. or what have you. I wasn't as interested in how they were trying to resolve You these. know what I think? It, no, I think the biggest issue was that the case that they were using to fix it should not have been this case. It should have been the case that started this where the man shot himself in his own face. If you're going to use a case, that should have been the case. And it felt like 
this show left that case in the past yeah. and we're focusing on this new case yeah. to try. And I would have felt better if the story or the case started from the jump yeah. based off of the ending. Like we saw, we just witnessed someone put a gun to his face. Yeah. And then the season starts. First of all, one of them is affected where he's not even talking. Yeah. I also wish that he was muted longer. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I, I enjoyed the iPad messaging. Yeah. And I wish it lasted a little longer. Yeah. I would have enjoyed that more where I saw him go through that trauma of what he witnessed. Yeah. Um, so I think that if they were to, have, if they would do this, if they do in the movie, the Kate, it should be focused on the last thing we saw. Like we saw someone get shot in their face and you kind of just left it, left it. Yeah. It would have been better if that was the case that it was focused on. And then while they're handling this case, that yeah. case, this I new w- one arises. I would love, I would love to see this as a film. And I tell you what, the, the way that they showed it to me as a drama, if they were to really get somebody to to edit it down and put it into like two and a half hours of a film, it's Oscar award worthy, I, I believe. They I, did such a good time. Good. I If they're going to do a film, I would prefer if it was a series or like a few films. I wouldn't want them to cut it down to two hours. If my, my opinion. Yeah. I enjoyed, I did enjoy this as a TV show. Yeah. Um. I did enjoy that I was able to stop it when it was too much and get back to it. If they cut this down to a two and a half hours, I don't, it would have had to be parts. But then again, it's kind of like, this is so tough. Can I get, do I want to pay money to go watch this horrible story again? Yeah. And that just, that's just me. That's my type of viewing. Cause that's why one of the reasons I don't like watching slavery movies. Yeah. I don't pay money to go see slavery movies. I yeah. don't care how Oscar worthy it is. I don't care how great the acting is. It's I am not watching a slavery movie. Yeah. Um, subject matter, huh? Subject it's a matter. subject matter. Mm-hmm. So that's um, that's one of the main things. Whereas in the TV show, I can take a break, yeah, and come back to this. So yeah, yeah. That's just that's that's just me. Okay, <laughs> that's my own opinion of this. But I do agree. I do agree with you that having it on a film and have it win like a film award, I would be on board with that for sure. Yeah, I, I would be interested to see how somebody would do that. I believe it can be done. I believe I believe it could be done. I I would be maybe this guy who played the second lead could do it. <laughs> he's got the But experience. he's a short film. You know, it might be it'll be great if this is his first first um full length film picture. Yeah. Wouldn't that be interesting? That would be very interesting. It would be interesting. Yeah. His take on it. I can actually it would probably resonate better with uh, people who have to go in the army have to serve who know their system but there's a lot of other um, systems w- in the army whatever in other countries that also have mandatory mm-hmm. they say that people relate to and then that that stage of film might get it more eyes more, more eyes more and eyes bring on more it. yeah you know but then he might have to wear his mask more so oh my gosh that would but, be, that would be hard for him. That would be that, hard. Apparently, for him. he did one interview. He did. He was just sweating. He couldn't take it off. <laughs> and they based it on one of the character he drew. And I'm like, yeah. dude. I'm like, you just gotta lean into this. Yeah. It's just what's happening. Yeah. You just shed light on the truth. And yeah. Yeah. It's tough though. Tough. I get. I get him not wanting to show his face though. In uh. Tough. He might have South, to move. In South he Korea might, though. He might have to move to America. He might have to. Yeah, because I this this military system is crazy. It is really, really, so really I was, challenging. I'll be scared. Really about challenging. It. So I totally get. I have. <laughs> I have. Okay. Anomaly. I have one question. I kind of alluded to what I would do. Yeah. So now my question is to you: 
you're in this serving in this army. Goodness. Oh, I have to ask the question. The craziness is happening. Do you think you would be able to endure or that you would just hop a fence like so me? So th- I'm, I'm being bullied? <laughs> you're being bullied, yeah. Do you think would you I would- I be able to endure? Do you think you would be able run. to- Or run or endure? You know what I would really do? Yeah. I would do, I would do crazy. Oh, you would act crazy? I'm not putting crazy. up with it. Okay. I'm a, you're sleeping in your middle of the night, you're sleeping. Yeah. I'm cutting your Achilles heel. Like, I, I'm sorry. Okay. I, I don't know how late I would get to it, but yeah. my, my, my role, my, I would probably move towards um, retaliation. Okay. I don't, I, I, that's my honest opinion. So is, you wouldn't, you wouldn't jump over the fence. You would just deal with it. I'm not dealing with it. I'm going to retaliation. Oh, oh, Okay. My retaliation is, and I'm like, I'm not just targeting one. I'm targeting all of you. I want you to see how crazy I am so you stop. To know that I'm willing to slit a throat yeah. to, to prevent this. Like, Yeah, you even look what? crazy right now. So <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah, I, your eyes yeah. looking crazy. Eyes look wild. They look yeah. wild. They're looking wild. They're looking wild. So because I agree. In essence, I'm forced <laughs> to be here for two years. Yeah. Right? So I'm forced. Basically, it's like what you're putting me in is like a... a in a, a prison be, in cell. In a prison cell for two years. To, for two years. You know what? I look up the laws, the rules of the land, and I'll do the threats. I'll be like, you know, I looked up, I studied law. Yeah. And it seems like if I just mutilate you, I only get like a year and a half in jail. Yeah. <laughs> so you keep going but on that's this that's military route? jail. But it's still, I'm like, I'm already in jail. You're torturing yeah. me every single day. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so let me make you make that decision. Yeah. You want you think that I'm gonna let you know that I'm not enduring this. Yeah. I would rather just go to jail rather than endure this from you. Yeah. You're not doing that to me. Yeah. Interesting. Oh yeah, I'm sending them all. I'm sending them all. I'll, I'll mutilate them all. Yeah. Grammar school of <laughs> life lessons. Yeah, this is how you handle it. This is how the fixer. I'm mutilating you all. <laughs> the fixer. Yeah. Try try there to was, come There at was me. a case in the DP where the guy actually went crazy after seeing the guy get blown up. And he took on his bullying tendencies. Yes. And people thought that he was a bully. Yeah. But he just took on. Psychologically, psych- yeah. Psychologically lost his mind. Yeah. And began to act like the person who was bullying him. Yeah. But at first, it was made to look as if he was um, he was a perpetrator. Yeah. When he was really a victim who lost uh, his yeah, mind. Yeah, who lost his I don't know what to do, but I'm telling you right now, I'm defending myself. All right. You're going to run? I'm running. <laughs> I got my new wigs planned, my cosmetic surgery. You're going to get caught. Ah, I'm going okay. to find an extradition country. What was your most fascinating or interesting case between season one and season two? What was your... Hmm. You can you know, do, top, do two. Two cases that you liked. I didn't like any of the cases. They were I all mean, horrible. Not that... No, not in... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you're like, I love what happened to these people. No, okay. I'm saying how they told the story. What was your first favorite way, case, in which how they told the story and how the story unfolded? What was your favorite? Two, your two favorites. Okay, come back to me. You might have to. <laughs> I, have to I have to pick first? Okay. Oh, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean like I wanted to pick first. Okay, okay. Because um, I'm thinking I didn't. It. I think it has to be the case of... <laughs> Him after kind of getting out of the army, yeah. and this man who abused you coming looking in your face and going like, "Hey, how you doing? I hope you're doing all right." Oh yeah, <laughs> like, that was nothing. great. His retaliation. Oh my gosh, that case was amazing. 
I totally was on board for that all That was of it. the one who ended up shooting himself in the face. Yeah. I was on board for his yeah. his, his his I was his on board for state. that. His mental, I, I did not feel bad for the bu- the bully coming back. To oh my get gosh, him. absolutely not. I didn't feel bad at all. I didn't feel bad at all. I was just like, you shouldn't have done those things. You like, and then acted like, yeah, hey, what like, are you like doing that, out like, here? Blah, 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 that's blah. A, that's a, you need to treat me with that's respect. That's what makes you kind of lose it. Where I'm like, how are you doing this? And then you go back to regular society where that's that's not okay. It's, yeah. You didn't grow up saying that that's okay. Yeah. So how are you going into some system and saying I should do this and do whatever you want? Yeah. I think it, that's it, okay. It then makes you think, how are you going to act now that you're in the real world? Exactly. When when you get an issue, are you going to still be a bully? You and know this what is I mean? one. This is this is something else I would say that in the real world, when you do those type of things, most of the time, yeah, police are involved. You get charged. There's cases. You Absolutely. Know, you're seen as a delinquent. You go to juvie. Certain things like that. Yeah. In the military, what they do, because again, it's systemic. They bury it. You don't get punished for these ta- acts. No. The only people who get punished are the ones who retaliate. You at get the end a dishonorable discharge or something, or. But the only ones who are seen to be punished are the ones who f- put the reaction over the top, where it's like I'm slitting your throat, you know. I'm or off or your arm. or the ones who get punished silently are the whistleblowers. So you're learned that I can't share, I can't tell anybody, yeah, because it's going to be worse. Okay, I have a question too. Oh, I found my case. Oh, what's your case? My case was when the guy who was uh, transgender went to Inchin. And then one of the people who had deserted, one of the first deserters who they haven't found yet was actually leading the... That was awesome. Leading the the revolution. The oldest deserter who they never found. And he heard your story. He's like... I was a soldier too. And yeah. I don't even think they realized that that's He's what like, it was. Have they even changed that system yet? It was horrible. It was horrible. I, okay, so that's my second. That's my second. That's my other favorite. Case. So we share the same two. Those two then. Oh, you also like that yeah. one too. Yeah, that was my second favorite case because the story time of them hunting, they were following his tracks of where he was, and you kept seeing his story. And when they literally finally found him, he was he died. Oh no, that wasn't my favorite story. My favorite story was the man Just who was the one helping man. him. The one man. Because it was the one where I didn't get to see what happened to him. The violence that was caused against him that made him run. I just saw him as a survivor. Because <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. That's, yeah, that's I'm your goal. You're like, I'm, I'm running. I put, him, I put I'm running, my mask, I'm running my forever. Things. I'm running forever. So, so that, and, and to me, it was a little small bit of comic relief in the fact that it's the deserter they never found. And he's right here. You know, so. But that but yeah, other that story was, was good, too. That was a great, Sad. that was a great little little tidbit in the whole thing. Because as, you know, the joke is I watched it going, this is the old man deserter. I, <laughs> I knew it, too. And I knew it. And yeah. I don't think, I can't remember the characters even dawned, if it dawned on them. I don't think it did, did it? I think they just let it go. <laughs> is that what happened? They knew, they recognized it, just let it go. The, um, I think the um, commander, the sergeant, what was his name? His post? Oh, Corporal? The one, yeah, the crazy one. He kind of saw it and just let it go. It's just like, like, I'm not I'm even going to bother I'm with this. I'm not going to bother with this old man. <laughs> just like, carry on. Yeah. Oh, um, but yeah, I I enjoyed that, the story. It it reminded me of the season one where they were, um, they had to chase down um, 
the one who was just deserting because he just didn't want to go back. He was playing video games. Yeah. But he was so strong and able that no one could really catch him. Yeah. He would just beat them up. Yeah. Or run and chase. Like, the man, they saw him in his house. The man ran out the door and went to the roof and was climbing was on a, rooftop. He was a fighter. <laughs> yeah, so I, I enjoyed So when they were chasing this guy down at that scene where they're at the docks, I enjoyed that scene because it reminded me of that big chase scene I saw in season one. Yeah. And then this one, they're escaping because they got found out that they're, they thought they were undercover cops, right? Yeah. So they got found out. I, I like that that journey and their hunt for him. How the story ends. And then you find the backstory is that this is the one that that stabbed him. And the reason why he was in the in the hospital for three days when we first started this whole journey. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like the way they intertwine the story. Yes, I, so I did, I did like that. It was good. I did it like how good. the whole story. And like sometimes they don't catch the deserters. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes, sometimes you they're don't. holding a whole deserter revolution yeah. camp in Inchon. Yeah, <laughs> I did also like. I, I there's a reason. I liked every story for different reason. Like I even love the one where they allowed him to still because he's like, I'm gonna come back. I just want to raise money. But he never came support. back, huh? He never came back. I think he eventually did come back. He's still raising money. The time in between season one and season two wasn't that long, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> it took me a while to realize, but it wasn't that long. Okay. I want to say a few months. Well, yeah, because he was still counting down the days before he got out. So. Yeah, he was. He's like, I'm not. I'm not there yet. I have to raise enough money. Yeah. Um, to help his grandmother out. Yeah. To put her in a home because he's trying to get her in a home, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. So I don't think he's finished it. And I feel like there was a line in the drop season two where they mentioned him that he came back or something that oh he 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 turned himself in. Oh, I don't remember. But, but I but cannot confirm be... or deny. I just yeah. remember they mentioned him. I don't know what the context was in it. Uh, oh gosh, I had another question and I lost it. But I think this is the main one. What was your favorite? But I, what was my other question? Uh, it's probably not important. What would you What would you rate this drama? I rate this drama nine point five. It lost five percent because I didn't really care for the wrap up bit of it. Mm-hmm. But on a whole, they did a really excellent job of this drama, and I couldn't fault it except for that small little blip that I didn't enjoy. I, it's necessary, but I didn't enjoy it as much. I love it. You're like, it's necessary. I didn't enjoy it. I, w- I also give it a 9.5. I would give it a 9.5. And I think for your same reason, but different. Whereas in, if they just tweaked it a bit, I find that... It would have been they better. They still could have... Yeah, it would have it been more, uh, I guess, satisfying for a viewer. Yeah. like Because we all know this is wrong. We all know this is a problem. And it, it just how you wrapped it up is kind of like you're like, this is a big problem. We're going to solve this on the screen. And it, as a viewer, you're kind of like, we're going to solve this in it 20 days. It doesn't matter if you solve you this on the screen. Is it even solved now? Like, no. what's what we care about? Is this still going on? Yeah. So I didn't think solving on the screen was necessary. Yes, I agree because I feel if they had left it open ended, it would have been honest. Yes. So that's what I appreciated. So this had an amazing soundtrack. What were some of your favorite songs off of the soundtrack? Was I able to? Okay, can I say something about the soundtrack too? Yes. Which I thought was really clever of them to do. They had like a one main producer that was like basically produced the whole album. Yeah. So they sound, so the album looked more co- cohesive. It was more cohesive. Yeah. So I appreciate that. But as in terms of songs, can I, I have to stop myself from picking. I think between the two seasons... Or t- two different soundtracks. I think I got one too. 
six. Wow. <laughs> and I usually am not the one who's getting six. You're it's usually, usually the one. <laughs> I, no, five. Five is my max. Five is your max? I usually go for at least four, but sometimes I really like a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, Risa will have some of them, so we won't have that many songs. Yes, I think you probably have some overlap with what I picked. Well, let's see. What's your first <laughs> song that you chose? But, um, the one, one of the songs I really enjoyed was Crazy. Ah, yeah, I chose that as well. <laughs> of course you did. It's a great song. Um, this is by Kevin O and Primary, whose primary is the, and it's funny, he's the primary, you know, producer for everything, all of it. intro on that was so so long it was but it was, it was enjoyable but it was great i i don't usually always watch the intros but every time this song came on i would listen to it and i would watch it i did too yeah i love the opening sequence too yeah i did too you know how i love really a skipping well. uh opening oh i know sequence. you love to skip you i love... skip an opening sequence yeah, yeah. i watch the opening sequence every time for the show yeah okay another song that i enjoyed was called goodbye by migo and renee I like that one as well. Yeah. I didn't pick it one. I didn't pick it though. I, I had to limit. Yeah. Let me just stop. I should stop. Okay. So another song I really enjoyed was, this is actually my favorite on the soundtrack. Okay. Um, called 2020 by O-Hook. It's like his oh. tone. I was just like, is this an instrumental? <laughs> I no, didn't hear that song. His, his tone is really soft. No, because it took so long before he started singing. All, I feel like all of them have fairly long intros. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The next song that I'll I enjoy. I'll have to edit the intro out of it. Yeah. Because I can't stay under 30 seconds. It's hard. What do you have? Uh, Tell a Lie by Miko. I also like this one. Yeah. I'm like, ugh, 
this album. You know was what? So I good. really like the acoustic quality. It reminds me of one of my favorite artists of all time, which is Bob Marley, who used to do a lot of acoustic guitar work. And that vibe, I just really liked it. Yes. Very soulful, very folky, very storytelling, yes. very moody. It's very folky. It's and the music is every song here is like sung by musicians. <laughs> That's the best way of putting it. Where yeah. You can hear the guitar. You yeah. can hear the drums when they come in. Like yeah. You can just sense that like they're in a room, they're singing, and these instruments are being played around them. Yeah. Like it's a studio session. Session yeah. is the best Definitely. way of describing it. Um, yeah. Another one I liked was um, Numbers. Um, and this one is by Han. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. The last song that I chose was called Chaser by Chris and Motivated. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, it's groovy. Um, I I actually have two more. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's hear them. I think I have um, "Shine Your Blue." This is by Chris as well. So like that one. And then um, the last one I have is from, I got this one from DP, the second one, second soundtrack. And this is Be As You Are. And this is for, with um, Migo and Primary. Every time I hear, I think of Migos, but it's not Migos. <laughs> That was good. Mm-hmm. It is a great soundtrack. It's a great soundtrack. Really, really great soundtrack. So if you have not 
had the opportunity to check out DP. If you are late to the party like I was, <laughs> who was told about it and hasn't had the opportunity to watch it as yet, please check it out. Again, I will reiterate that the subject matter is a bit dark, but the storytelling is amazing. And until next time, folks, miss you, miss you. Miss you, miss you.